Welcome to Spark, Careers in Agribusiness, where we meet the most accomplished leaders in agribusiness today. Learn how each of the women and men featured has built leadership into their life's work and what advice they have for young people just beginning their careers. Your host for Spark is Sarah Stever, president at Paulson. Welcome to this episode of Careers in Ag, and today I've got an important person here with me. Um, and Walt won't let you think that about himself, but he is really an accomplished person, and I'm really fortunate to get a chance to interview him in person. But this is Walt Bones. He is a farmer near Parker, South Dakota, and is the former Secretary of Ag for the state of South Dakota, and he's got a fascinating story, and I know he's got some great advice for our audience. So, Walt, why don't you introduce yourself and let us know what you're doing these days. Well, thank you, Sarah. That's a great opportunity. Thank you very much. I... Um am living life. Uh, it is uh, a great stage of, uh, of my career, I guess you could say. I've uh, been on the farm, you know, 40 some odd years, uh, took a little uh, sabbatical to, to work for the Governor Dugard in the Department of Ag for two and a half years, which was an amazing and humbling experience. But back on the farm now, um, get to kind of do a lot of different things, uh, I've uh, got to a number of opportunities to, to be involved with a number of different organizations which are doing a marvelous thing. And so um, my, I'm the fourth generation on our farm. I farm with a brother, and, or two brothers, excuse me, and a brother-in-law. Uh, each of them has a, a son back with us, so that's our fifth generation. So it's, it's again, it's a great time of life when you can um, see the kind of the fruits of your labor, so to speak, kind of continue to mature and grow and so we've got these young kids that are uh, uh, willing and, and able to to take over some of the the menial things and so I can do whatever kind of I want to do so at times I still got responsibilities obviously back on the farm but uh, it's uh, it's a great time of life excellent can you talk a little bit about the extent of your operation because you're supporting a lot of people and that's not necessarily always typical these days we are uh, we are uh, Again, two brothers, brother-in-law, three nephews, a couple other hired men. We, uh, our primary business uh, uh, enterprises are cropping, corn, soybeans, uh, livestock. Uh, we've got a beef cow herd, just had our first calf yesterday. Um, we are also uh, have a, a cattle feedlot, uh, so we're, we're part owners of a large dairy and we develop all of the heifers for that dairy. So we get the calves at about 350 pounds, feed them, get them bred, and then feed them during their gestation period. And a month or so prior to their calving, they go back down to the dairy. So um, at any time, uh, we've probably got 15 to 1,700 uh, dairy heifers running around the place along with our beef cow herd. So uh, my my day is primarily uh, starts you know doing running the feed truck, making sure everything is fed, and then uh, who knows where it goes after that. So we could end up down at the shop. Uh, I used to plant, you know, run our corn planter, but uh, again when I took off for Pier, uh, my nephew took those over and they're doing a much better job than I ever did. Um, I still uh, they still let me run a combine in the fall, which I truly enjoy. But there's. Uh, Again, primarily a support role. Okay, very good. So did you always know you wanted to stay on the family operation? Did you ever think, hmm, I think I'll make a break for it? 
growing up, um, uh, again on on that on that kind of an operation, I had uh, there were seven kids, and so we had um, uh, my dad always made time to or, or allowed us to to ride along with him, so we got a chance to experience the farm uh, firsthand. We uh, uh, but he never uh, ever pushed us or made it mandatory for us that or, or made it made us feel guilty or that he expected us to come back to the farm we, we all uh, knew we had just a marvelous opportunity there uh, so there was um, you know at one time I had a sister uh, that had graduated from SDSU uh, was a much better cattle judge than I ever was I took an animal I had animal science uh, degree out of Iowa State, but she uh, was on the judging team, and so she came back and kind of took over our cow herd. Um, so there was room for the boys and the girls, you know, so to speak, on the farm. Sometimes you just, you get stereotyped into thinking that just the boys have those opportunities on the farm, but, uh, you know, she she held that, you know, position for five or six years and then uh, decided to go off on a different career tangent, and her husband worked with us for a while, and um, there was all four of the Bones boys that were involved for a while. My brother got married and went up to Minneapolis and went into business with his uh, wife's family on a motorcycle salvage and and uh, uh, retail outlet. So uh, we always knew there was opportunities there, and, and but we were never pressured to to come back. So again, Dad kind of ingrained that, that interest in us and, and got, uh, again, went off to Iowa State for four years, probably one of the better things that, you know, looking back, I mean, that wasn't part of the grand scheme, I'm sure, but, um, you know, you, you when you're born at home and you work on the farm and, and you never get a chance to get away from the farm, it's, uh, you sometimes don't appreciate those opportunities, but being away for four years uh, down in Ames, Iowa, uh, surely uh, when I got back, I, I, I was pretty sure this is what I wanted to do and, and felt uh, really comfortable in, in that role. What did you study? I was an animal science major okay. and uh, had some you know, minors in business and a few other things, but uh, primarily I was an animal science major. Okay. So you've quite an amazing, I think in most people's mind, uh, an amazing switch to move from the farm to roll into Secretary of Ag. Were you politically Ooh. connected or how did you come, how did that come about? <laughs> That's a great question. It, um, that was not in my long-term goal or plan whatsoever. Uh, started out, uh, my dad and, and mom, uh, you know, public service they held in very high esteem. And so uh, my dad was in the legislature for uh, a number of years. Uh, my mom was active with the cowbells and the... Uh, and all different types of things. So, uh, I mean, we, we grew up in an environment that that uh, uh, that encouraged us to be involved, uh, to give back to the industry uh, or the or the state or the country in, in some way. So, um, you know, just I, I got involved initially with the JC organization, uh, then. You know, again, just things kind of evolved. Uh, one door opened another door, which opened another door, and, and you take advantage of them. You go through their leadership training programs, and you you get to uh, leadership positions, and 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 you learn, and that opens up other doors, and and so um, 
I really uh, um, was um, humbled and honored to even be considered to be the Secretary of Ag. Uh, it was just one of those um, opportunities that rose up. Uh, I, I went and I talked to my brothers, my business partners, my brother-in-law, uh, each of them individually, and said, you know, I'm not sure what this thing is going to look like, but this is an opportunity. And, and they all just said, hey, you know, what a what a great opportunity. So, um, and one of them said, you know, your, your dad would be so proud. And so um, got a lot of encouragement, a lot of support. It, it was a full-time job. Um, I was basically, um, I, I you know had to be on the farm for at least 500 hours to still maintain your, your full-time farming status. But uh, so I, I had to keep some pretty meticulous records because getting to 500 hours on the farm was kind of a challenge sure. with, with all the travel and, and whatnot. But it, um, um, it was a, uh, a real leap of faith. So, I mean, back, back to your original question, Sarah, that it was, it, it, it was out of my box. I, I really, <laughs> um, uh, had not, I mean, just as, as an example, uh, the, the selection committee, um, um, asked me to send in a resume. Have a resume. I never had a resume. <laughs> I had no need for a resume. What it's would really I need funny. a resume for? I mean, I'd been on the farm all my life, and and so I had to call my daughter up and I said, "How do you put together a resume?" And and so, um, you know, it was uh, again just one of those opportunities that that I hadn't planned on, hadn't hadn't been a, a priority of mine. But um, you know what? It, what better opportunity to give back to the industry, to give back to, um, you know, our state that, you know, treated us so well. So it sounds like you've always been pretty supported. Your parents were supportive. You talked a lot about your dad and, I, and your siblings, too. Um, can you talk a little bit more about just the support system that you felt like you had growing up and how that helped you evolve as a person? I, again, our, my, our family, would, it was very very active in, in uh, numerous things. Uh, again, Dad was in the legislature, uh, past president of South Dakota ca- stock growers, actually. Um, was and, he in a, which, an elected position? Did he actually have to go through a campaign? And, um, in the legislature? And, yeah. yeah, yes, he was. Yeah, he was uh, a, uh, I think he served uh, three terms in the House and then four terms maybe in the Senate. Okay. So, so yeah, he was a, a pretty tough hide. <laughs> Maybe it didn't used to be as brutal as it is right now. Well, it, yeah, he, uh, um, you know, one of the things that we learned is that, you know, your, your opinion is valued and you, uh, you speak up and, and, you know, if we all agree, then what's the use of meeting? I mean, you know, everybody has God-given talents, they've got thoughts, they've got ideas, and so throw them out, people take them, fine, if not, you know, you advocate for your, your thoughts and your ideas, but, uh so uh, my dad was in the legislature during the, some of the Bill Janklow uh, okay. era. Um, he and Bill Janklow started off just button heads. I mean, they were both very uh, strong-willed, very opinionated people, and, and then their beginning got off pretty rocky. It was, it was, it was pretty tough, but by the end, um, they both uh, uh, respected each other um, and, and were best of friends. And uh, Governor Janklow actually came and gave one of the um, um, talks at my dad's funeral. Oh, nice! As as governor, as a sitting governor. Wow. So, uh, um, yeah, we had uh, um, 
Dr. Roger Fredrickson, just kind of an icon here yep. in Sioux Falls. We've been members at First Baptist for years, and uh, um, Governor Janklo and myself. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they sandwiched me in between the two, and I'm thinking, <laughs> what am I doing what here? Am I but, doing yeah, but anyway, so anyway, back to your question. We, we just, uh, that, that, uh, um, we were nurtured, I think, and, and supported uh, to, uh, uh, to to succeed. I mean, we just uh, were we were encouraged to to get out and learn. And, and I, one of the things I see, you know, now with with my nephews, especially, not so much. I, I know my brother-in-law has been a county commissioner for over twenty years in Turner County. Uh, both brothers have been township clerks for forever, and so I mean, it wasn't just me. I mean, they were they, my folks, and and folks, you know, they. They nurtured us all, so to speak. Uh, my sisters have been very involved in various things, and so um, it's—I'm uh, not the anomaly, I guess, in the family. But uh, we uh, have all just always been encouraged to, to get involved and, and do the things that uh, you know to, to further our not only the business and our personal lives, but also to further the industry. Kind of sounds like some of the doors or the big door that was open for you that would have been most unusual came about because you did stuff outside of farming that was more like volunteer to give back to your community. Mm-hmm. It really helped you build a network of people and uh, and the opportunities came from that. I, th- I think so. Yeah, I, I think so. And uh, again, I um, I took advantage, I guess, if, if, if I'm guilty of anything, uh, I probably took advantage of some of those opportunities. Uh, um, when they, I was on the Cattlemen's Board, they had a, uh, some training offered uh, called Mythbusters. And uh, it, was, it was great training to, again, get up and express and, and advocate for the industry. Uh, um, on the corn growers, I was just there for short two years uh, before I got uh, appointed as, as secretary. But, um, you know, went to some of their leadership programs. And so there's just, there's some, you know, these, these organizations are, are for the most part, are really vested in in their in in, in developing uh, leaders within the industry and and lead in developing the leadership skills of their board members. And so, um, you know, any time that you get involved with some of these organizations, uh, there's there's again there's more doors that open, but there's all these leadership opportunities that you can take advantage of, and it really. Um, you grow, you know, as a person, you grow, uh, you know, which then you kind of help grow the industry as well. But uh, they, they, they got a real focus on on developing the, the leadership skills of a lot of their members. And I think that's one of the big advantages of, of getting involved. And, and that's what I see, you know, again, my, my nephews are young. Um, they are uh, um, starting families. They're, they want to, you know, establish their business, and and so they're just. Sometimes you get that tunnel vision, um, and and get so wrapped up in the day to day things with, uh, geez, you know, the water tanks froze over today, and the tractor <laughs> won't start, yeah. and you know, uh, yeah, those are those are important issues, obviously, but there's there's some huge issues that need to be resolved, and and you know. You folks here at Paulson do such a marvelous job of telling our story and, and getting um, getting the the information out to the consuming public of what we're doing. And, and I keep telling these kids that that's um, one of my favorite sayings is, uh, you know, if, if you're, you know, the world's run by those that show up. And if you're not at the table, you're probably on the menu. And, uh, 
and it just That's so true. It is. That is uh, so true. You know, there's somebody's going to be there at that table, yeah. and they might not have your best interests at heart. And so it, it's important that that we have people that that step up and and fill in those slots. Yeah, absolutely. So can you talk a little bit about what maybe a challenge was that you had to overcome or some obstacles that you had to work your way through and how you managed that? There you go. There's another good question. Um, I think the probably the biggest challenge, because um, I, I enjoy the farm so much, I enjoy being you know, with family and, and have that opportunity to work with them, um, you know, all my kids uh, were were right there and, and were able to come to work and, and you know, and helped us on the farm in, in various different ways. Um, uh, trying to balance that, that work-life balance thing, um, that's, that's probably been the hardest for me. And, and it was, um, I really appreciate the support system. I appreciate my wife in particular. Um, she has uh, been absolutely amazing. Uh, we, uh, you know, again, being with all the travel, especially the Secretary of Ag, um, I know it was, uh, uh, she spent a lot of, lot of nights home alone. And uh, that's, a, that's a huge sacrifice that, uh, again, so you, you know, how do you, how do you balance that? And it's, it's uh, you just got to take the time and make it work. Yeah, so. I think that, that challenge comes up for, virtually everyone I'm sure (laughs) yeah I'm sure it's a juggling act I think and uh, especially with as connected as we are right now so the expectation almost feels like I'm never off yeah you know there's always one more email to check or one more time I should you know check something yeah it it does become a challenge to kind of prioritize and figure out how to bring the family life together which is the whole point, right? Is to it really is <laughs> build yeah, a, it, a home it, and have a family. And it yet. really is, and and so we, you know, none of my kids uh, chose to come back to the farm, um, which, you know, they're they're all doing amazing. They're just doing really well. Really proud of what, each and every one of them. And but um, it makes it a little bit easier in some respects when you're working in a family business where you get to see those kids every day. You know, when you are working side by side with them, um, and so um, you know now that. My children have moved on to other things. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough to to spend the time. We just got back from Mankato this weekend, so we, my, my da- oldest daughter's up there, and so we um, two grandsons and, and their birthdays are both in February. Oh, so we so got yeah. to celebrate our February birthdays. Nice. So yeah, it was good. It was really good. So can you share some advice for our audience, or maybe it was even the advice you gave your own children as they were making those decisions? I think that. I, I, we came back. Um, I've got a a rock um, that's it's got a quote on it that um, uh, whenever the kids had a rough day, um, I would put that on their nightstand um, if they, um, for whatever the reason was, if it was a you know, personal relationship, if it was uh, you know they didn't play as well in the in the big game that then bet as well as they thought or that grades weren't there you know whatever it was but uh it's a quote by henry ford and it says if you think you can or you can't you're right and uh that's 
that's something I guess I've kind of aspired to is that, that you know if you if you think you can if you think you can do it chances are you probably will you know so I think that's that's probably one of the big things um, another piece of advice I think for the for these younger kids is um, uh, you know God's all given us each individual talents and and um, abilities so we don't be the second iteration of somebody else. I mean, you can you can look at mentors and you can look at people and, and you can say, "Geez, you know, I, I want to be that way," but but be yourself. Uh, be be the best uh, best one of you that you possibly can. Um, I think that's uh, that's important too because we, again, as much as we try to aspire and be like other folks, uh, just be yourself and be yourself. And so. Um, friend of mine, Bill Even, another former Secretary of Ag, uh, heard a uh, podcast from uh, New York Times columnist David Brooks, and and I thought he, there was a few things that he sent me, and I, thought I might share those real quick, but uh, said if advice for students and people early in life starting their careers, um, do not ask, what do I want to do in my life? Instead, ask, what does life expect of me? What problems does the world need solved, and what skills do I have or should I develop to solve them? You know, have the courage to look at big problems and ask, where am I uniquely qualified to serve based on my background and skills? So find a spot where your deep gladness meets the world's deep need and make your avocation match your vocation, and both you and society will be happy and better off. So I thought that was pretty well said. Yeah. That's so, some great advice. Yeah. And there surely will always be big problems. So oh my. there'll be no shortage of talent <laughs> to solve them, yep. I hope. Yep. Hopefully. Yep. Again, we've all we've all got some amazing skills and, and I just you know you gotta have enough confidence to, to follow your dreams, follow your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pick yourself up. Yep. Yep, my son my, the door doesn't open all the way. <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, my my son uh, really loves uh, reading like Zig Ziglar, some of the, you know, motivational things. And so, I mean, he's just a, a wealth of these power sayings, but, uh, you know, whenever he gets a chance to, to speak, I mean, he, he litters his whole speech full of that stuff, but, uh, it, it's really fun, but you know, it, it's, there's so many of them, but you know, it doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get how many times you get up or, yeah. or if you get knocked down be sure you're looking up because if you can look up you can get up and I mean there's just so many of them but uh, yeah he, he uses that a lot well I hope he <laughs> takes some advice from his dad too <laughs> oh yeah yeah I think yeah, he's maybe I, learned a little bit too much from his dad so <laughs> that's not well true. I like the idea of not being the second iteration of someone else really you're, you should really yeah. be true to yourself yeah yeah yeah, and uh, it, it's it's there, there's just so much opportunity out there, and and the world needs each and every one of your listeners, you know, your audience, your people around. I mean, there's just so much to do and so little time to do it, and then, um, that's one of the things that I keep questioning. I mean, you know, is is busy? I mean, we're empty nesters, so you know, when you're an empty nester, you got to fill the nest back up, right? And so, um, yeah, we get uh, a lot of opportunities to dive in. I was in Period Ag Fest a couple weeks ago. Um, on the way and coming back and, and during the event up there, I got three different phone calls and talked to three different folks who, 
you know, all had an opportunity, you know, for me. Sure. And uh, so you, you know, how much is enough? Um, so am so I doing enough? Three yeses or three noes? Um, <laughs> or a couple maybes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there was, uh, I mean, it was just all good stuff. And, and you'd like to get involved. And, you know, that's one of the things we learned in JCs is, you know, you... Um, Time is like money. You can't find money. You got to make money, and, and time is the same way. And so, if something's important enough to you, you'll find time. Mm-hmm. You, you'll make the time to uh, to go out and do it. And so, uh, the South Dakota Cattlemen's and in, in, in the Grasslands Coalition are putting together the South Dakota Land Trust, and uh, mm-hmm. they're going to be advocating for you know conservation. Yeah. Uh, well, what a great you know what a great cause you know. Um, and so, uh, you know, that was one of them. And, and yeah, just yeah, a couple more. But, yeah, we'll see. Um, and like you said, there's, there are big problems to solve. So yeah. they're always out there. Yeah, yeah. So what are you seeing within your sphere of influence that you're most concerned about? As, as your life journey goes on, um, different things take on different levels of importance, I think. You... you uh, um, your your you focus on different things in, in different times of your life and um, uh, it there's you know one of the big challenges that that we've just gone through or we're on our way through I should say we're in, in the midst of it is is the transition planning uh, again trying to uh, uh, when my dad uh, his dad passed it to three people, his, his two sisters and, and himself. And so how he dealt with that, well, then, you know, my mom and dad uh, had seven kids. Well, then now uh, those seven of us, you know, that's, that's ballooned out again. And so how do we um, uh, maintain the integrity of, of the business? Uh, how do we... How do we um, Prolong isn't quite the right word, but you know how can we uh, ensure that future generations are going to have the same opportunity that we did? Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're in the midst of this transition planning, and, and that's probably been as uh, difficult of a of a uh, task as, as anything we've ever done. Um, so, getting through that um, has been a challenge. Um, Again, as you get older, uh, folks have, have different life challenges as well. They might be medical, emotional, whatever they might be. And I've got a, you know, a number of, of folks that are close to us that are you know, going through some challenges right now. And so um, you know, how, can, how can we be there for them? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, a, uh, um, that's, a, that's an ongoing challenge, I think. And then... Uh, um, you know, one of the long-term goals is uh, is to make it to heaven. And uh, my, have I done enough? You <laughs> yeah. know, uh, I know he's been discredited now, but Bill Cosby uh, had a thing. You know, the things you do here on earth is the, the down payment for the rent for your room in heaven. And and uh, I just, uh, you wonder, you know, what's enough? You know, what, what's yeah. what's next? How how can we? Uh, you know, how many more years am I going to be blessed to be around here and, and what kind of difference, what kind of, you know, how can we uh, use that time, you know, to the best. And so uh, sitting in church two years ago, a um, year and a half ago, whatever, and, and 
little strip came across on the, on the announcements before the service started, and, and they were looking for uh, um, some specific skills uh, to help um, a, uh, uh, enhance the, the schools, a couple schools that the Adams Thermal Foundation from Canton down here is running in Ethiopia. So, again, uh, one of them was agriculture, so I uh, thought, well... That's me. You know, that <laughs> might be me, you know. So we, uh, we in, you know, yeah, ended up going to Ethiopia. And, and so, <laughs> I didn't know that, yeah, I had an amazing. amazing trip. And, and so that door opened up another door, and I just got back from Uganda and Kenya oh, um, this year, Good just um, about two weeks ago, uh, with a group called Partners Worldwide. Well, one of the young, one of the guys that was on the trip and his wife, um, his twin or his brother um, is involved with partners, and so again, they were looking for partners worldwide is kind of a, a faith-based uh, uh, business mentoring and um, microfinance. But you know, their 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 goal is you know God's CEO, and and so you know we all need to come in behind him and and try to help these entrepreneurs, um, you know, lift themselves up out of poverty, and so. Uh, yeah, had an amazing trip. Wow. So, what um, an experience. Yeah, oh, it was it was absolutely amazing. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, am I doing enough? You know, what what, what more is there out there <laughs> I know, to you do? Seem pretty busy, although I'm not quite sure what you would add to that. <laughs> well, it's just it's, it's exciting, and so uh, again, and I'm very thankful again to the family, uh, my wife for for allowing me to trek off into Africa twice, and. Uh, and also to uh, you know the guys at home there that um, you know that pick up the pace and, and frankly they don't even know I'm gone I think so. <laughs> well, they might not agree with that, but like you say, eh, anyway. don't ask them, please. Don't ask them. You might not get the right answer. But anyway. So when you think maybe you've kind of wrapped up everything and you're looking back at your life, what do you hope people will say about you? Wow. Um, I guess my hope is that uh, uh, I didn't disappoint our God, that I had used the talents and, and uh, abilities that he gave me and took advantage of the opportunities and that, uh, that in that process uh, I was able to treat people fairly and, and yeah, made a difference, I guess. Um, that's, you know not quite ready to get to that phase to look back and, and be that reflective, I guess, but uh, that's that's still part of the ongoing challenge, I guess. We're not there yet. We get, we'll, that, that story's still being written. Last question for you, Walt, which is, what is a question that nobody asks you that you've got <laughs> a great answer to it? Um... I kind of maybe already I, that was that was one of the prep questions you gave me, which I really appreciate. Thank you. It gives a chance to kind of gather your thoughts. But uh, you know, what was uh, what's been the most impactful quote maybe on your life, and uh, and that one by Henry Ford probably would be the um, yeah. be the one question that I would do. Um, and uh, it does and then, tie everything together. It does. Yeah. I mean, it just it's, it's your attitude being, being your own self. Yeah. You know, that that yeah. ties into what you believe about yourself and whether yeah. or not you can actually accomplish things. Yeah, if you think you can or you can, you're right. You're probably right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so. Very good. Anything else you want to share with our audience? I would just say 
um, don't doubt your your skills, your your abilities. Um, embrace others um, with you know embrace diversity. I think that's uh, that's one of the, the big lessons that, that we've learned recently is you know embrace diversity and and uh, there's there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of great things going for them and, and encouraging them and, and getting them involved and, and moving along and that, that it's all good it's all good stuff yeah there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done and together we can get it done there's no question definitely a lot of opportunity there really is yeah keep opening the doors <laughs> keep opening those doors stepping through them yep yep well thank you Walt appreciate it my pleasure oh, it's been fun thank you very fun very fun and that that wraps up this episode of Spark and I hope everyone will tune in again for the next one that's Spark for today. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll tune in for the next episode. To learn more about Paulson, please visit paulson.ag. That's P-A-U-L-S-E-N dot A-G.